Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. You are joining us today for our second episode in our run of speakers at the Vocation Cancun conference. Now, Vocation Cancun is an incredibly exciting conference that myself and my good friend Karen Gilfrey are putting on. You may be familiar with Vocation. Vocation in general is a conference devoted to the business of voice acting. So we focus entirely on how to get the work, how to grow your business, how to do your taxes, how to do all the stuff involved in creating and growing your business in voiceover and becoming as successful as you possibly can be. There's no performance aspect. It's all to do with the day-to-day and also macro approach to running your business. And uh, we've held it in New York. We've held it virtually. And excitingly, we're going down to Cancun, Mexico, in the beautiful Caribbean to put on this conference in a tropical, gorgeous resort, Moon Palace Cancun. And um, we're super excited about it. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be having interviews with many of the speakers who are going to be there. And you're going to be hearing about their backstory and uh, what they do now and what they're going to be teaching at the conference and what you as as an attendee will get out of it. So if you want to find out more about the conference, go to vocationconference.com or check out our pretty vibrant Facebook group, Vocation Voiceover, um, where we have lots of discussions there. And, you know, not just to do with the conference, to do with anything to do with voiceover and particularly the business. You can you can join and hang out with us there. Um, but, yeah, we'd love to see you in Cancun in February when the weather's bleak and gross on the East Coast and all across Europe. <laughs> it's a pretty nice place to go to get a nice little bit of respite from that. So come and get a nice little tax deductible tropical vacation and learn about the business of the business. We've also got a bunch of sponsors who are offering some amazing perks to our attendees and uh, we're going to be announcing that very soon. So uh, this is all very exciting. So anyway, I hope to see you in Cancun in February. Like I say, if you want to find out more, go to vocationconference.com, shoot us an email, vocationconference at gmail.com and join our Facebook group, Vocation VoiceOver. We are going to be speaking to Tracy Lindley right now. She is a LinkedIn expert, and uh, of course, she's going to be at the conference in February too. And yeah, let's get straight into it. So thanks for listening, and uh, enjoy the show. So, Tracy, welcome to the beach. Thank you for joining us. It's a very nice day today, Jamie. I'm happy to be here. What are you drinking there? Looks good. It looks like a, at the moment, I'm having a uh, pina colada oh. and some fish tacos. Oh, wow. That's exactly what I'm having, too. It's so strange. <laughs> and I've got a it. nice hot cup of tea <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> You're so British, Jamie. I know. I can't. Jamie, you should myself. probably not wear a sweatshirt the whole time. <laughs> Take it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh well on that note let's let's kick off <laughs> i thought we had kicked off we Me have too. kicked off yeah <laughs> this is the sh- this is the show this is the interview yeah. right here it's yes. getting no better than this this is this as good is as it's it gonna get. stick around <laughs> yeah. mike it might so tracy thank you for for joining us and thank you for joining us in cancun in now but also in february (laughs) i'm super excited about this i've been looking forward to it ever since you told me about your super secret mystery trip that i was supposed to mark off on my calendar the second week (laughs) in february wasn't a massive secret was it It wasn't like you know it was the most unkept super secret 
I always feel ever. like I'm the last one to know anyway. So I did not know about know. it. Yeah, well, you were one of the earliest. However, you didn't say what it was. You just said it was something very cool. And I was like, I'm in for that. I am here for that. <laughs> so why don't you tell the listeners uh, who you are? I mean, most people are going to know who you are already, but um, give us a little brief overview of who you are, what you do um, in voiceover, and then we'll, we'll dive into the details. Okay. So my name is Tracy Lindley. I live in the Kansas City, Missouri area. I have four kids, age seven to 13. I've been doing this since 2014. And so that was one child ago. Um, I only had three kids and then found out I was pregnant with my fourth right before I recorded my demo, my very first demo. So my kids have grown up in this industry and they do voiceover as well. And we've just sort of, I've kind of gotten used to doing this business, what I call in the cracks of life, which is how I started using LinkedIn because I needed to direct market. I didn't have a full block each day. I really and literally and truly had tiny little windows of time in which to try to build this career. And I knew that to do that, I would have to market, market, market so that I could build up the clientele so that I would eventually have the work when the kids were in school. And guess what? That's exactly what has happened. So everything's going according to plan. (laughs) But um, yeah, I specialize in commercials because that's fast money. And I'm all about that. Um, I'm kind of a businesswoman at heart, but I'm also known for being authentic and relatable and fun and a little bit quirky, which is, you know, another word for weird. Um, I often put my all a little bit quirky, right? You know, I really feel at home in this industry because I've definitely found some kindred spirits like me in this group. For sure. Uh, So, yeah. Lots of um, uh, commercials. I I think we do a lot of the same type of stuff, Karn. Like, yeah, I think so. Commercials, corporate narration, web videos, you know, yeah. some e-learning, etc. Yep. You may do like more cool, sexy stuff than me as far as like animation or video games. I'm not really into that. Uh, I do almost no animation, but I I just started doing more video games since I moved to LA. And that that's the interesting thing I think about you and about uh, many people who live outside of the major markets is that you can have like a thriving, amazing, wonderful career and not be in LA or New York. But there is, there are certain genres that it's helpful to be in either of those places, like video games, for example, which I didn't even realize I wasn't having access to until I moved here to LA and now I'm like oh we people were getting these the whole time that's great <laughs> I cannot wait to continue to sit on this beach with you and drink margaritas and discuss this very topic yes so yeah. good thing we have all weekend to do that yes yes definitely exactly. definitely so we're talking about LinkedIn because that is going to be pretty much the focus of your talk right that that is yes. that is what you're kind of known for in this industry of being sort of working the LinkedIn algorithm and well I think it's just kind of expected that I will speak about LinkedIn anytime I go to a conference (laughs) so I will not disappoint Um, but I'm finding that people are more curious about the communication side of things Mm. Um, when I got a communication degree long long time ago from my local college um, I did not realize that I had no idea what I was going to do with it and I proceeded to get a job in insurance and then became a stay-at-home mom for a while and then entered the voiceover industry and then realized how important that training was and that mentality and that desire to understand just human interaction. 
Because how we treat people and how we speak to people and how we come across and how we're perceived is very important in this industry. Think about it. When we're in directed sessions, people don't want to work with a goon. They don't want to work with someone who is unprofessional, who constantly joke, joke, joke. You know, that's a waste of their time. Also, I mean, I've had engineers that just crack the most terrible, worse than dad jokes. And everyone I can hear internally like they're groaning. Mm -hmm. And these are high level <laughs> corporate people having to deal with this. And he keeps cracking the same jokes. I'm not going to say who it is, but... Every time I am groaning inward and I have what I call what I would consider a pretty quirky sense of humor. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is our how we come across is really important. So I do want to touch on that a little bit more in my talk so that people can get a general feel for written communication, human interpersonal skills soft skills. I don't feel like anybody's really talking about soft skills enough. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to go there. Mm -hmm. That's great. I love that. I feel like now that everything is so uh, virtual, I mean, it was, it's always been, for those of us who have home studios, it's always been virtual. But now all of our clients are realizing, oh, well, this is all going to be virtual forever. Um, and business has just shifted to virtual. I feel like tone in an email is so, is so important. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's not something that anyone ever teaches you. Like, mm. like, <laughs> like, uh, if someone writes at the end of their email, respectfully, Karen Gilfrey, right? To me, <laughs> respectfully is kind of like not respectful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it's like respectfully, I disagree. Like that's yeah. that what feels <laughs> a like it's passive aggressive. Like it's a little <laughs> passive aggressive, but I think they're trying to be respectful. And I yeah. just don't think that they realize that it comes across as like disrespectful. I mean, what's Does a better way sense? to sign off your emails then? We're all wondering. Yeah, right. Well, but then also some people say if you write thanks, some people see that as passive aggressive. I usually say thank I, I you so much. I have committed to many thanks. Almost every email I'll finish with many thanks. Just because many it's thanks. a little oh, it's, like it's a little thanks. softer version of thanks, I think, rather than it sounds like thanks, you know, with a little eye roll. <laughs> thanks. I will I used thanks. to do with a smile, comma, Tracy. Oh, and that's then, nice. So yeah. I've kind of dropped it because it just felt a little too formal for my personality. So now a lot of times I will be thanks exclamation mark. Oh, yes, that's that's good. Or I also like gratefully. Oh, gratefully. What is wrong with that? I feel like living life with gratitude is is universal. Everyone's cool with that. We all appreciate gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. What about this? I know this is completely off topic, but when people sign an email, but they don't put their name because their name is in the signature. No. I, no, yeah, I, I don't hate like that. that either. I hate that. Just go the extra step and it's personalize that email. One word. Do yeah. you ever um, sign your name so fast that you accidentally misspell your own name? Absolutely. Janie, <laughs> Janie all the time. You're Janie? I, I am yeah. I am tracked. <laughs> or Tarsi. <laughs> I, thank God for autocorrect. I usually write Cairn, like a Cairn Terrier. <laughs> like C A I R N. Cairn. I love that I'm not the only person. Thank you for bringing that up. That's a very important <laughs> subject to discuss today. <laughs> so you're just you're just like lightning fast. And my name and send. Shoot. Okay, here another <laughs> another off topic. Did you guys do Mavis Beacon teaches typing when you were young? Yes. 
I don't know I what did. that is. Jamie probably did not. Jamie in, was, in you know, he's country. all British. His, his, like, very posh upbringing. It sounds very British. It actually does. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you did that, too. And, I mean, we, we grew up in the era where we didn't have cell phones in high school. Yeah. I was, I was, lear- I had computer class where there was, like, you learned how to type. Yeah. I had a cell phone, I think, my junior year. The Nokia one with the face that you could, uh, they, they had like, you know, stands in the mall where you could like get a, a zebra print face or. A, you know. I'm going back over to Jamie. Jamie, I think you and I are a little closer in age. <laughs> yes. I didn't get a cell phone. No, I college. didn't have a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I remember distinctly getting my first cell phone when I was training to be a lifeguard and being super excited about like trying to sneak in like phone. Call. I didn't have text function or anything like that, but it had that like snake game that you could like. Oh, yes. The thing. How about um, the numerical where if to make an A, you had to press the one. But if you wanted to make like a G, you had to press two twice. You know, whatever yes. it was. Oh, yes. yeah. It took forever uh, to send anything. Jamie, you were a lifeguard? I was, yeah. Tracy, were you also a lifeguard? No. Oh, I thought you were for some reason. <laughs> I was a lifeguard too. Really? You were. I was. And I'm so happy that we have two lifeguards now at the, at the beach. Yes. Tracy, you, know, you are I'm, very safe right now. I am so safe. I am strong and I'm a good swimmer. So if y'all just see the people drowning, I'll go get them. Okay, great. We'll point them out and you can go and rescue them. Blow your whistle. We're going to outsource our lifeguarding. Yeah. To Tracy. I mean, there are all the signs say swim at your own risk. So it's true. It's true. But this is a very safe conference. We, we are protecting you. Very, I know everyone feels prepared. safer knowing they have three personal bodyguards right here. <laughs> this is legitimately the most random episode of this that we've done. So really That's what yeah. you're going to get when you invite me onto your show. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> it's great. I, I think the theme of communication is a great one because, you know, that, like you say, that's what we do both actually when we're actively doing the job, but also how, of course, the most important thing, how we get the work really, because that's what we spend the majority of our time doing. So what applies to specifically LinkedIn is more broad too, right? It, you know, every kind of interaction. Right. I mean, the things I teach are, are pretty much universal communication topics. Yeah. Um, for instance, I'll give you an example. Um, last night I was scrolling Facebook and I'm just checking my notifications. And I see that one of my friends, his name's Andrew, he tagged me in some random video. And so I go over and look at it and it's some guy that produces videos. And my friend has the audacity to say, I know somebody who could do a great job on this voiceover for you, like kind of insulting the woman who did it, (laughs) which I thought it was fine. But um, anyway, he's gone so far as to be that audacious. So the guy replies, yeah, we're always looking for voiceover. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I pipe in and I say, and he'd already sent me a friend request. So that makes, I'm just going to put it out there. Be careful what you put on your social media because he sent me a personal friend request and I went ahead and accepted because I got nothing to hide. Yeah. I don't have anything out there, nothing political, nothing super like controversial. Um, So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll click accept. And then I, then I texted him or then I messaged him and said, Hey, you know, thanks for reaching out. I don't know what I said. It was less than professional because it's Facebook and it's also late at night. And I go, I I, I tried to be clever. So here's what I said. I said, um, I said, I'm interested in in starting the conversation with you. Is it okay if I email you tomorrow morning? I said, um, if yes, drop your email. If no, don't respond. And I put like the little (laughs) check yes or no, like box emoji things. He immediately sends me his email. 
So I'm like, Aww, yeah. That's so, good. And then I immediately made myself a note to contact him this morning because I want to prove to him that I actually follow up and keep my yeah. promises. Yeah. And I've already sent him an email. So yeah. done. Who knows what will come of it? But it's just random interactions like that, that you have to kind of gauge the social situation because I could not say, dear so-and-so, thank you so much for reaching out. I would be yeah. delighted, blah, blah. Respectfully, right. Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to be silly yeah. and clever because it's Facebook. Right, exactly. And that goes into to tone as well. Like, what are, the, what are the, different, the different versions of ourselves that we use for every interaction that we have? Like I have, I have clients that I work with all the time and, and we know, you know, the names of each other's kids and, and we send each other gag gifts at Christmas and yes, like things like that. And then there are people who are like, I know that we get into a session and it is like, do not make any jokes. We are mm -hmm. here for business. Mm -hmm. This is business. All of us are very stressed out for some reason. I don't know the whole story. I'm just here to do my job, mm -hmm. right? And I I behave very differently in a session like that, even if this even if the copy is like funny for whatever reason. Yeah. But like you have to read the situation. Read the room. Yeah. 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 What's what's the best gag gift that you've ever sent, Karin? Oh. <laughs> Jamie, um, I'm asking you next. I, I found, so I, I'm the national brand voice of CVS Health, and I have been now okay. for, I don't know, three years or so. So the producers that I work with a lot, um, I found on Etsy a scarf that is a long CVS receipt. Oh, that's <laughs> clever. That's so really I good. sent them all scarves at Christmas that was a huge, long CVS receipt they can wear. <laughs> that is so cool. Who thinks that. of that? That right? is brilliant. Somebody Very got innovative. a long CVS receipt and they put it around their neck and they were like, this is perfect. Let's make it a real scarf. Karn, that is true innovation and creativity. That is amazing. Yeah. Now my well, I didn't make like it. Crap. I just found it. I know, but you, you are a gift genius. <laughs> Jamie, what, what is the coolest thing you've ever given to somebody? I'm going to be so disappointing. I've never sent anyone anything ever. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> His love language is not gifts. Not gifts. No. That's... I, I actually, my love language is not gifts, but I have found that as I'm, you know, I used to be strapped for cash and I, you know, I always was pinching my pennies. So I couldn't just get people gifts, but now yeah. I don't have to worry about that. And I love finding a gift for somebody. It takes me a while. And also I'll get it and then I'll forget to send it. So, you know, yes. another month goes by, <laughs> but um, two gifts. So I got a gift one time from a client and he is a 49ers fan and I'm a Chiefs fan. And, you know, two years ago, um, was it the Super Bowl or the pre-Super Bowl? I'm actually not a huge football fan. I think it was a pre-Super Bowl game. The Niners lost, but he thought it was so funny to get, you know, to, to send me things. So he sent me a 49ers foam finger and some <laughs> pot holders with the Niners on it and all this stuff. And um, so that was the funniest gift I've received. But then, I, <laughs> then I've given one of my favorite iHeart producers a pair of Baby Yoda pajamas because Aww. he's a super big Mandalorian fan. <laughs> I heard a story once and it was an in-person, so it's a bit different, where... It was a lady finished her session. Uh, she was the voice actor. And she, just as a matter of course, just had a bunch of like branded, I don't know what it was, like mouse mats or, or something, post-it notes or pens or something. And she handed them out to everyone just before she left. And basically they were like, 
no thanks. <laughs> and it was just oh, super awkward. No. And it just made me think, oh, maybe this was awkward. But when you're just yeah. sending it out, I don't think that's an issue. But it was just, it just planted that seed in my mind that maybe maybe it was inappropriate. I, well, I, I have I, to just say, when you receive a gift, you smile and say thank you. And doesn't matter yeah. what it is. I received some horrible wedding gifts and I still remember this one in particular, a couple of them. And I was like, wow, this is hideous dollar store junk. But I still sent the woman a thank you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think Um, that's that's it. I I totally took the wrong thing from that. The the rejection of the gift is the the issue, not the Don't be afraid of rejection. Don't be afraid of rejection, Jamie. Can you tell the Tim Walsh story with the shoe? Yes. Okay. So at our first conference in New York, um, Tim Walsh, who is uh, a brilliant agent at Atlas Talent, um, was speaking on stage and we were talking about ways to get in to the agency. And uh, I remember and like, this story. Yes, now. you remember that. Yeah. yeah, you were there. And uh, people were trying to, they, they send all kinds of things to sort of get the attention of agents one, you know, one way or another. And someone sent a physical shoe to Tim in the mail with just a note one that's, shoe just one shoe <laughs> and with a note that said now that I have a foot in the door here's my email <laughs> yeah and Tim was totally is, creeped out yeah exactly yeah that is definitely like weird I think you have to be quirky and funny without being yeah. weird <laughs> if it fits with your brand I guess if you're a really quirky funny like a comedian guy and that's the thing that you're going to be or known if your for your last maybe name is Shoemaker thing. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if that's part your of your first brand. name is Elf and your middle name is Anne the. No, no one's <laughs> name is that, Karen. <laughs> I'm sure there are people He's in the got, world named Elf. <laughs> I doubt it. And if so, they should be reported. <laughs> well, how, how do you reach out for the first time then, Tracy, when you're cold contacting someone? It, is there like a, a gimmick that you have or do you just approach it in a very kind of normal way i i disagree with gimmicks gimmicks are not my thing but i do look at opportunities to build common ground that's the first step is to try Mm. to find something that you two have in common um so often we're really worried about the fact that they're the hirers and we are the voice actors and we just get freaked out and people just build up this image in their mind that it's going to be scary and they're going to be so upper echelon and we can't they're untouchable and so I just try to diffuse that a little bit by thinking, let's let's think about what we have in common. So mm. that's when I tell people to take a look at their LinkedIn profile, look at something. And if, and if you truly can't find anything, that's I do encourage templates or if you're British templates. Uh, <laughs> I had no idea what you're talking about until you. I know I, I didn't. I needed to decode <laughs> that. So um, I do think you should have like a, a short little thing that you say. Um, And then I do encourage people to sort of personalize it when it's a cold reach out and there's been absolutely no interaction with this person before. Um, But there are lots of methods that you can do to actually create opportunities for that warm interaction. Usually it's not going to work to post your own stuff on your own page and expect those warm interactions to happen because there's so much noise on the Internet that not everybody's going to look at your stuff. They're just not. So that's when you can go look at other people's stuff. You can interact in groups. Groups are great. 
there's I don't interact as much in LinkedIn groups, but if you like a more personal approach and you don't mind taking a little bit extra time, that's a great way to build a warm introduction. Um, but for the most part, I just teach people how to search and then connect properly with those online. Because I think that in the climate we're in, people are people are okay with a cold reach out as long as it's done well. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, looking for that common ground and just try try to be as authentic and human as possible. And I think less formal is good, but not weird. I think we've established that part. Yeah, there's a line. Yeah. No shoes. <laughs> um, I mean, that requires a bit of digging and a bit of researching, right? To find out who this person is. That doesn't lend itself to sending out, you know, 20 or 30 of these a day, right? It's It's more a case of zeroing in on the people that you really want to connect with. Is that right? Or Well, no? it just depends on how much time you have. I mean, when I yeah. was not really working, I was not a working voice talent. I was maybe grabbing three, four jobs a week. Um, that is not a lot of work. Um, it's great. It's a great start. And it was very encouraging to keep booking things, booking things. Um, but maybe I would book one thing a week and I was happy with it. Uh, but I knew that I needed to work doing something and so mm. when you're not booking, you're marketing. That's the way I look at it. That is your job. So that has actually paid off for me very well because now I barely market at all. I'm so busy working, like doing actual recording and paid work. But that's what sets the foundation. And I think that's where people get it wrong is that they think the only thing to do is casting websites. That's all they can do because it feels like work. It's a mental game. Now, Karen knows better than anybody in this room or on this beach um, how <laughs> effective it is to market yourself through casting, you know, through the casting websites. Fantastic way to do marketing. However, it's not the only way. And I think people get really focused on just doing that. And so what I teach is uh, put, don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's really the best way to do it is to, what is it, diversify? Yes. I'm nodding my head vigorously yes. listen to both of us and you shall succeed <laughs> well it's true and and you don't want to you don't want to build your business on someone else's business those of us who used voice one two three a lot in 2018 when they redid their entire site and everything changed and the way that SmartCast worked or no longer existed or et cetera et cetera didn't it didn't work the same way anymore you know a lot of people lost work because they hadn't figured out how to use the system in the new way and their business was really built on just voice one two three and that really you know screwed them up um but the people who you know were also doing a lot of direct marketing and also had a lot of repeat clients and also had agents and managers and whatever and were also using other casting sites they ended up okay because mm -hmm. the way that they fa found new work was, you know, not just on, in one place. So I completely agree. I couldn't have said it better. And the, the direct marketing is more of a long play too, right? When you're on a pay to play site, you're connecting with someone who's wanting to book you or your type of voice right now. Yes. The marketing thing, you're not going to necessarily see those results for a while, potentially. Uh, agreed. There's no doubt. There's no two ways about it. And I was playing the long game. I, at the time I started to do it, I had a spouse that had a full-time job with benefits, which he still does. 
Um, but now, you know, I'm six, I'm surpassing his income and he, you know, he treats me like I'm his queen. So, I mean, he always has. <laughs> if I was either his queen who made no money, but raised our kids and did it well. Um, and now I'm doing it all. Uh, yeah. but, so now every single day, he's, he's so, so, so supportive. Um, but you have to have patience. And I understand that there are people who don't have someone to lean on. They need an income right now, right this minute to pay their bills and rent and mortgage and feed, feed their family. So I understand that they would definitely lean more towards the casting websites. It is faster if you're booking, which that's a big if because there's so much, uh, there's, there's just so much competition. I don't even know how many, you said you do what? 20 auditions a day or something, Karin? I do. Yeah, that it's about 20 a day. I, it's usually like between 5 and 30, depending on just what comes in that day. Most of them now, though, are through my agents and not on online casting sites. I, I really only use online casting sites when I don't have a lot of agent auditions to turn in. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to like, you know, just supplement my <laughs> my yeah. auditions with more auditions <laughs> right <laughs> from so you must places really enjoy auditioning i really do and i think that's definitely a personality thing too because not everybody does yeah no i love it it's like um i mean i love it as much as anyone loves their work right <laughs> yeah it's like work still but um i love i love that uh i get to do many many different things in throughout a day even if i don't book those things so like i love i love auditioning for animation projects and video games and documentaries and commercials and e-training and medical narration all like in the span of 30 minutes i feel like it makes me more versatile and um, adaptable and to me marketing doesn't give me that same kind of flexibility but marketing is also important and i very often reach out to all of the clients that I've worked with recently to be like, hey, I'm going out of town this weekend, even though that doesn't affect their work day at all, <laughs> their, their workflow, <laughs> just to be like, if you need me to do anything for you, because I want to stay top of mind, you know? So and so smart. that's um, that's how I direct market to my clients that I already have. <laughs> no, that's a great idea. Yeah, maintaining your client base is, is as important as finding new clients. Because right. repeat work is, you know, where a lot of us make most of our money. Yeah. Do you guys do a client newsletter? No. No. Like, you don't. I do sometimes um, if I'm going on like a week-long trip or or if I'm going to be gone, t like maybe even just one business day. Um, but like, you know, if I'm traveling for the weekend and I'm leaving on a Thursday and I, I may yeah. or I may not even be able to help on Monday, I definitely let them know. Yeah. It's the fastest way. But actually, that's garnered a lot of jobs, too, because it's the whole supply and demand. Exactly. And so the supply will not be there. So you better put your demands in now. <laughs> so exactly. Usually I get a, at least one job just from sending out a newsletter. But I have yeah. a, a pretty long I have a pretty big list now of, of clients and prospective clients that I have all in one. And I let my agents know, too. They yeah. appreciate it, but that won't change your workflow, probably. Yeah. Do you find that posting status updates and things like that on what have you is, is also good for that, staying top of mind with for people, clients and things? Yeah, I mean, I actually post things because I really like to see the conversation develop. I really mm. appreciate people's ideas and input, and I learn a lot from 
the ideas that people put. For instance, um, one in the past that I've done is about a, a video where I tell people about my realization that I was over apologizing like too many times saying I'm sorry or sorry about the delay or whatever when I don't need to. And so that video has, it's crawling up to about, I don't know, 2,500 impressions at this point and over 50 comments and blah, blah, blah. I don't know the stats, but it's what I do is, is putting out stuff into the world that I think most people can relate to. And, you know, I want to, if I had time, I would touch on things like that as well, like what to post. That is in my course, the VO Edge, but I don't have time to bring all of that into a one hour talk. Um, but I do think it's important to think about what you're putting out into the world. Is it, who's your target market audience? Who do you want to see this? If you are just marketing to other voice talent, obviously those are not the voice seekers. Those are not the people who can give you money. But I do think it's important to network. And I'm sure, you know, I've referred you before, Jamie. I think, Karin, you and I have two similar, so I haven't really been able to, to refer you yet. But you would be the kind of person that I would say, hey, I'm going out of town. Here's my friend, Karin. Yeah, exactly. You know, so you kind of almost need somebody in your genre, mm -hmm. out of your genre, a completely different voice. Jamie is at the top of my British male list. Thank you. I, I, have, a ref I have a referral list. So mm. for that, we need each other. We mm. that's how I can bring you business and you can bring me businesses by us networking with our clients. Yes. But other than that, your content should be focused on what you think your voice seeker might be interested in seeing. And honestly, I don't really know what they want to see. So I just put out basic um, human things, communication things, business things. And it is about how you spin it too. being braggadocious is not going to relate to anybody. And if you need a translation on that, Jamie, that means being full of oneself. <laughs> Thank you. Much appreciated. <laughs> well, you mentioned the, the LinkedIn Edge. Do you want to tell us about this course? Yeah, tell us about your course. Okay, you guys are so sweet because you already know, but I'll tell people who don't. Um, <laughs> TheLinkedInEdge.com is the website or TheVOEdge.com. You can, you can access both courses there, but the LinkedIn Edge is for... Uh, general freelancers. At first, that was what the course was called, but then I realized that I needed to break it apart into two so that I can let people who are general freelancers or freelancers in a different industry, even perhaps a voice seeker like a videographer who is a freelance person, they could take that course. And then um, the VO Edge is specifically for voice actors. And um, so the VO Edge is probably the, the one that would interest most people listening because it's specific to voice actors. It even has a um, search. It's like a cheat sheet of search terms so that you can go into yeah. LinkedIn. You can look, let's say you want to find work in IVR or telephony. So you would plug in these specific uh, job titles. Or if you want work in commercials, there's some job titles you can enter. So that's a helpful tool. Um, I also have a little like uh, a list of prompts of things that you can that you can post. That's like a little tiny add-on thing you can do. But there's a lot of things in the course. I, I do a five daily reach outs. You mentioned earlier, Jamie, about you can't really reach out to 20 people a day. It depends on your situation. But I think that even I, as a busy working full-time voice actor with recordings every single day, I can still do five daily reach outs. 
So if someone's still in maybe the first five years of their business, that's a great, that's a great thing. Yeah. So anyway, it's thevoedge.com since you asked. (laughs) Yay. But also we're so grateful that you are a sponsor of the conference. I am. I'm very excited to be part of that. So you'll everyone listening to this podcast, if you're coming to the conference, you will be getting more information in emails and on our website and on our in our Facebook group and all of that, all about all about this as well. So to wrap things up, Tracy, what are you looking forward to most about Cancun? Any of the speakers, any of the activities that we've got planned? Basically everything. And I'll be honest with you, I am intrigued to find out what the evening entertainment will entail. Ah. <laughs> um, also... Are you, you guys are bringing your spouses to this, right? I think mine and the kids are going to stay home only because I know how I get when I'm in like conference planning mode. And I think it's going to be too hard to be conference planning and momming for the weekend. Right. They're going to want to have harmonica uh, recitals at 7 Oh, I saw that. And I'm not going (laughs) to. I so want to meet your kids, though. I have met Sean at the the conference in 2018. Yeah. And he was delightful. He seemed like he was very busy. But you guys make a great team. Yes, we are. We we do make a great team. I think, you know, like probably 85, 90 percent of the reason why I am a successful voice actor is because he is my support system. And that's how I can be a mom and a voice actor and do all the things that I do. Make sure you play that for him. Make sure you play that portion of the podcast for him so he knows how special he is. I'll clip yeah. it out. I'll clip it out. Oh, you're very funny, Jamie. And I'm looking forward to getting to know your wife as well, Jamie. Yes, I, yes, I she'll be coming. Yeah. My husband, Matthew, is coming. And oh, great. Um, I'm really not sure how that's going to go because he's an introvert. It's going to be great. <laughs> he's he's going to hang out with all the other spouses and it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> or he can just be on the beach and hang out with just you. <laughs> I mean, I'm a lot for him already. So I don't know what a lot of me and my people <laughs> will do to him, <laughs> but I'll just keep bringing him rum and cokes and fish tacos and see how it goes. <laughs> well, sometimes, I mean, I'm somewhat in- introverted myself. Being around extroverts takes the pressure off the introvert, you know, because they do all the socializing and the, the chatting and the talking. So I think that that could potentially be okay because a lot of voice actors are extroverted so well if you would go over and talk to my husband jamie i'd really i would happily happily would he's that guy over there looking eating the fish in the corner yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) no he's actually really fun i'm sure you guys will find something to chat about oh i'm sure we will yeah great okay well we can't wait to see you back on the beach in february yes cancun Yes, we will have a fabulous time. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. You guys are always a super fun time. Mm -hmm.